Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I am one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me, as always, is PC Muscle Race himself, Laron Dawkins. What's poppin'? No sleeves tonight. Mm-hmm. Proud of you, Laron. Yeah. Yeah. Not a single sleeve to be seen. What did the well, kids say? Well, at least not, at least not in my feet. <laughs> what did the kids say? He understood the assignment. That's right. That's a thing, right? That's a... Uh... Wait, that's wait. There was an assignment. I feel I feel a little too old to be thinking that. How how much do I it's how much fine. do I get if I if I take off more than just the sleeves? Uh, Ooh, like a one shoulder one shoulder tank. I'm gonna design a one shoulder tank just for the. Oh, wait 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 wait. No no nipple. No nipple. Oh Whoops. gosh. Whoops. It's fine. What? Can't show man nipples on the you show. You can't show any nipples on Twitch. I don't think I don't think you can. No and nips I've on never, Twitch. I've never saw. But a man nipple? Mm-hmm. That's. Okay. Well, sexual quality. This again. is, you know, what this is a this is a topic for for after dark. We're gonna, we're, gonna talk, we're gonna talk about the double standard of, of sex and sexiness. Mm. Okay. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be good. Speaking of a double standard, joining us as well is the mad pharmacist herself, Stephanie Klimov. What? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it that sounds... is terrible. And I was going to say this was my most favorite night of the week. How dare you? Well, look, I was going to go the other way, but then I felt like I would have gotten in trouble for that, too. <laughs> it's just, there's no winning. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's okay. It's okay. I'll just go to bed crying tonight. Thank you. No, Dude, you look what fine. you did, man. She's fine. Look at her. She's fine. She's currently writing a book. Like I, I, I know who the, I know who the villain is about to be in, in her new book now. That's fine. <laughs> And still needs to be written. Just don't, oh. just don't make me as plump as I is am. it. A... Here, here's my question for you, Stephanie: uh, Is it a freight train or, or is it a land shark that's going to kill the villain? Ooh, maybe like a massive jellyfish. Oh gosh, I hate jellyfish so much. Oh, They're so there you scary. go. See? Everything. Just, like, the reach justice... out his gooey tentacles and drag you into the ocean. The justice is so poetic. I'm just saying, things that come from the sea are scary. A lot of ocean life. Or like a life. massive squid. Yeah. Like, that big ass eyeball looking at you. They're all like gooey and rubbery and like most of them are transparent and a lot of them are scary because they have big teeth or they just look funny. Like they're just, no. The sea life can just stay out there. Leave me alone. I'll be right here on grass, on hard land. And not go in the ocean. Gross. By the uh, by the way, Stephanie, um, your 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 bossers banner from April the first. Like we gave it new life on Crossroads last night because uh, it was. I don't even remember what that was. Does the cancellation of E three twenty twenty two really matter? Oh yes. Okay, I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah, we have. Yeah, like yeah, like uh, we had some re- we had a really illuminating discussion on that one. Um, you know because um. Because I kind of wish that some of the stuff that I had said last night that that w- it was in it was in the front of my brain when like the news came down. Remember how remember yeah. how that conversation went online, and then and then I, and then it seemed like I was I was you know I was hashing everybody's jam you know. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what in, well I hate to say like inspired me to write the banter. Although if you oh. read my banter, it's not really directed. I know, at, I know, I know, I know. But, it's but not. it made me like, well, might as well turn this into a banter. No, I, I very yeah. But I'm kind of similar, Laron. I mean, maybe 
this doesn't happen as much. But usually my best arguments come hours, if not days, after. Oh, my I'm one of those. Me. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. I win all my arguments four weeks later in the shower. There you go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, I gotta send you a meme on that later. Anyway. <laughs> a, sh- a shower. So meme? yes, I, the double standard, am here. Yes. We are all here. We are all awake and happy and excited to do things. Speaking of doing things, guys, something we forgot to do last week, and I feel very terrible about it. Okay. It we, you did it again. Oops. He did it again. I did. Play with your heart. Well, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Turn off your camera before you do it, but do it now. We... Did not read our April patrons last week. Excuse me. Why did you say we? When because you, you guys didn't person. remind me. Well, <laughs> double standard. I know. I know. And this, there's nothing sexy about this. You know. Right now. You know. A good <laughs> podcast host does not blame himself. He only blames his team. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, That's a terrible. I'm I'm a born scapegoat. Just lay it on me. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyways, remember, you can get this show and others early if you subscribe at the $1 tier. But also, you can subscribe at the $5 tier and become a Patreon producer of this show. What does that mean? We shout your name out on this here podcast and say thank you for being a producer. So, subscribers at our $5 producer tier are Quentin Jackson. Rebecca Jewell, Adriel Munger, and my wife, Sana Dierig. You know what? I, I know Quentin Jackson. I'm gonna, uh, he, was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he was in our chat last week. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit him up and, and thank him personally for being a patron. Mm, special. See, that's what you get here. Customer a personal service. thank you from Laron. <laughs> no, 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 not. Good thing no, this not, isn't an episode not, of After not, Dark. Not it would be a real personal thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> just that somebody I know, so I want to just reach out to time to thank them. Also, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think Rebecca Jewell is Galatrad's girlfriend, partner, person. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Uh, Rebellity? Yeah. Oh, you think that's her? That's oh, okay. Okay. I, hey, don't reveal secret oh, identities. Oh, that is dox somebody. Oh my god. <laughs> so, Wait, did you dox or did I dox? You you said the real name and I just said the alias. I don't know anything anymore. Okay, Corey. So Pass. you know what? You, okay, so I failed. The, when you do the editing, when you do the editing, I'm not editing. Uh, you have, There's no you have editing the, on these shows. It's all you have raw the, footage. Do you have the censor sound? Oh, the beep. You yeah. just bleep out. Yeah, you should bleep out everything that we said, and then and then and then and then some. Like bleep out some other words that don't really mean any damn thing. That, <laughs> sounds, those like a, out that too. sounds like a lot of work, man. Oh, come on, is that that hard? Sounds like sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I haven't done it yet in, in any of my edits because I'm like, hey, we're not we're not all PG, you know, friendly. So I don't care. Anyways, how's how's everyone's week going? Everyone doing okay? Everyone doing uh? Doing life things, everybody. What the hell? Have, yep, have a good Easter weekend. Yep. Um. I, as as you know, Corey, I was on Nintendo Power Block, so I kind of talked about my Easter weekend there and how I overate. You know, I was a glutton. You know, 
So, um, but my son had a good time, uh, did Easter egg hunting. He got some Pokemon cards in his Easter basket. Actually, today, I introduced him to the OG Pokemon Indigo League show, Ooh. and he totally got into that. Nice. But other than that, it's just work breaking my spirit as usual. Oh No, work does not break your spirit. Okay? You, it sounds like, Stephanie, that you need a change of pace. It sounds like... Sounds like we need more patrons so we can support Stephanie and her work from home lifestyle. Save me! <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. But seriously. Seriously. I greatly appreciate it. I know my personal thanks will not be as attractive of an offer as one from Laurent, but, you know, <laughs> I'll try and make it worth your while. <laughs> oh, man. Let's move on before I say something even yeah, more stupid. Yeah, this this is this is gonna go places. Uh, this is this is gonna be a this is gonna be a show tonight. I feel the patrons are getting their money's worth a week early this week. So, uh, so, so salute to you guys. Yeah. Woo. Speaking of saluting, Laron, how was your weekend? Uh. Again, I don't know what that means. I, yeah, I was trying to mill it around see if I could actually use it, you know, as a as an adjective slash verb to describe my weekend. My weekend was my weekend was okay actually. Um, I thought I was gonna have a chill weekend, but you know, like everybody and their mom decided like like my house was the spot. So yeah, like um, so yeah, so Friday and Saturday night was uh was was a uh, folks. Just chilling and partying and grilling stuff and drinking and stuff, you know. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like a it wasn't like a, one of those crash parties. Like uh, like what was what was that uh, the, the the what was that what was that movie the, the Project X or something like that? What movie? Oh, the one where like the the main all those, marketing all thing was like a school... pool party. It was like a high school. Yeah, all pool those party high schoolers. Party. Yeah, all those high schoolers were basically just uh just just threw a, just threw a random ass party. Yeah, it was like a really terrible version of Superbad. By the way, uh, by the way, do parties like that even happen on a high school level? I, I was, look when look. I grew up in rural Ohio, and the biggest party I ever went to in high school was like fifteen people bringing their parents' beer out of their closet to the backyard. Okay. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I grew up very sheltered, and my home was basically a prison. So I didn't oh. know what outside life was like. <laughs> Jeez, okay, tell us I how mean, you really feel? <laughs> no, it was. was. I was. I'm. It was like Alcatraz. Okay. Jesus Christ! I don't need to be surrounded by a sea filled with sharks. Just <laughs> it was a mental prison. There well, you go. Laron, what was this door you just opened? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is an after dark. Let's stop. Anyway. Yeah. Well, here, well, <laughs> it's a great party. I mean, I mean, I went to six different high schools when I when I was a kid uh, because I was an army brat, mm-hmm. and um, and not a single year did any of those parties happen in any of the six different cities I was at. Hmm. So I just so I just want to know does does shit like this exist or is this just like another like just you know like the. Ha- the writers of uh, like the writers of these movies, you know, are just pulling shit out their ass, thinking that that's what actually happens. Because I mean, like, I mean, I don't consider myself an old man by any stretch. No, like, a, like I'm not ready to start start running outside with a broom, saying "Get off my lawn," you know, and stuff like that. I'll do it. I don't care. 
If I see a bunch of little peckerheads on the other side of the street causing a ruckus and uh, disrupting my sleep, you bet your ass I'm Wait, disrupting there. your sleep? What, what time are you going to <laughs> 10 o'clock is my usual bedtime, mind you. Okay, 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 because... Uh... <laughs> I'm just here thinking, like, Stephanie just was knocked out of sleep at, like, 1.43 in the afternoon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the sound of some kids having fun, just, like, she just springs up out of bed. <laughs> it just, just zip-dashes straight for the door. Like, he's like, it's like the Roadrunner's, like, smoke is from behind her. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's me. It is you. It's fine. If anyone's the old curmudgeon person on this podcast, it's me. Which is ironic, because I think I'm the youngest of all three of us. How old are you? 32. You are. Okay. That makes me feel better and worse at the same time, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. It's okay. It's okay, Laron. We know you're about 21 years old. Uh-huh. You're the uh-huh. youngest. <laughs> Well, you've got the spirit of a 21-year-old. Video games. Who's playing one? Not Stephanie's me. Stephanie's writing. Got it. Laurent's. Yeah, I'm writing. But I will say, <laughs> I did see... Crap, what was the movie called? The Lost Island or something. With uh, Sandra Bullock and Chase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's my on my friend, list. My friend took me to see it. I, I honestly like forgot it. It was really funny. Uh-huh. I, I, I loved it. I actually think there's a lot of good movies that I want to see lately. Like, I finally, this is probably the first time I've seen, like, a bunch of movies that I would, at least, not necessarily that I would, but I would like to go to the theaters for. Like, I, I'm not as intense as some of those Nick Cage fans out there, but I do like me some Nick Cage, and I want to see that movie, too. It, I just think it's so ridiculous that I also want to see it. So I heard it's actually pretty good, s- actually. Right? So you, have you seen everything everywhere? No, and I also want to see that. See, like, there's so many things that I want to see. So I, I want to see the Nick Cage okay. movie. I want to see everything everywhere. And I've already seen The Lost City or something. It was. Yeah. Cool. So that's it. Sorry, boring, no games. Like, I Gosh. keep saying, like, I'll finish my book. I'll finish my book. Um, hopefully by the end of the month. Um, I was hoping that the indie world showcase would have been tomorrow but there was no announcement for that like i was looking forward to i should have you know and i should have bet money in that in that conversation thread uh what was it last week or the week before last last week i think i don't remember yeah i should have bet money in that why like you think it's not gonna happen or no 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 no, no. I, I i didn't everyone was just everyone was just calling it that was gonna happen like either this week or the next week well i honestly thought so because last year it was april 16th or 14th and the prior year in 2020 it was in March so I'm like alright well for the last two years they we would have had one by now and that's the only reason why it's top of mind but hmm. I'm never right so who actually has been playing video games um well as usual I played Monster Hunter but um I did manage to pick up Deathloop um on PC for for the insane price of twenty three forty nine. Wow, that's too hey. much. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like it was uh, like it was on it was on well it was through uh, it was through a um it was through one of the sites that just watches like all the deals and stuff and you know, um for, for, for PC games and stuff. So I saw that and I was like, Oh man, this is this is this is what I've been waiting for. Nice. So you, you start I, it? 
I've installed it, but I haven't started uh, because I because I was also wasting some time playing StarCraft. StarCraft. Yeah like, yeah, like I used to like RTS games, and StarCraft was one that I that I purchased a while back. Uh, when I said a while back, like back when it was back when it was like not fresh and new, but still, but. St- you know like how a game comes out as brand new, so like of course it's getting all the buzz, but then there's this phase where it's a constant conversation piece in people's mouths before all of a sudden it just falls off the, the face of a cliff and no one talks about it anymore. Yeah. Uh, like I, I got in StarCraft in that phase, the second phase, not the it fell off a cliff phase. Because I mean, as far as esports is concerned, like StarCraft is is still a big deal. Yeah. But um but yeah, so so I picked it up and you know the crazy part was I don't even remember I don't even remember like I I don't remember buying like the the second and third ex- the, the the first and second expansion for StarCraft. So like when I loaded it up because I was like I need to like I just need to, I just want to play it but I need to relearn how to play it. Mm-hmm. When I loaded it up, like I had like you know like Wings of Liberty and um and the and the other one too, and I was like wait I don't remember paying all this money for this game, but it's in my library, so obviously I paid money somewhere for it. I think at some point. Like if you just, if you purchased you it thing? at some point, they just gave you the rest of it at some point. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Well, that that makes better sense because I was I was literally doing like the who who's on first and what's on second and, and yeah, <laughs> I I couldn't figure it out. So yeah, like um, so yeah, I did do um, I did some Monster Hunter, I did some Starcraft. Nice. Nice. It's gonna take me a long time to get good at Starcraft. Yeah. Well. I never got good at StarCraft, so I stopped playing. Um, I played a lot of Super Mario 3D World. I 100%ed the first eight worlds of that game. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I got to tell you, Champions Road, I beat it, but I did not 100% it. And I'm, like, halfway through the first section of Champions Road, and it is ridiculously hard to the point where i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna 100 percent the rest of this you know it was a nice idea but i got other things to do (laughs) (laughs) so well at least it looks like you found uh, at least a a little bit of an answer to your gaming rut when we discussed that last week yeah yeah it was more like i just wanted to do it to get it over with type thing and uh you know while i'm waiting for stuff to come out or be excited for uh so i have a couple games on my list right now of what am i gonna play next one is Link's awakening because i played through the first three dungeons and then i stopped playing because a destiny expansion came out and i never went back and uh Link's Link's awakening yeah the remake the remake for switch okay and, uh, I just had to make sure. I just had to make sure I heard that correctly because for a second there, I thought you, I thought you were talking about Link to the Past. And I was like, wait, what? No, I mean I've never finished Link to the Past either. But we've already talked about this. We've already talked about this, Leron. We literally talked about it last week. Where were you? I know. I made I made the guys mad last night when I when I told them how much I did not like the '64 era of uh, Zelda games. I made, I made uh, those guys I, mad. Uh, you I mean, stop there, Leron. I'm. <laughs> So all you gotta here's... do, all you gotta do, is say the right the right words, Stephanie. You'll trigger me the same way I just triggered y'all. <laughs> here's here's the thing. When I get my Nintendo sixty four controller, I am going to play Ocarina of Time for the first time since it came out. Until it gets a modern day remake, guess what? Who guess who will never play it? I mean, okay, well fair, we don't but... care. You can go play your Monster Hunter, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
as a matter of fact, I might. As a matter of fact, I might challenge the 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 gaming community that that's all about building shit in Unreal Five and be like, hey. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time Remake Challenge. Go! And then just wait to see what drops on the internet. <laughs> Listen, what we have for Ocarina of Time is called true love. We accept <laughs> Ocarina of Time for oh all of its po- polygonal, po- polygonal flaws and other things. We just love it because... <laughs> oh my god, it's getting mean of me here. <laughs> Look at the box you opened, Laron. <laughs> Now, I, I get violently defensive over Zelda Ocarina of Time. I, I, uh, damn, I see, it. Sorry. <laughs> see how many fucks I get the first time y'all talk about the NES buying it Commando. Mm, the game sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I've never played it, so I can't tell you. Y'all, oh, man. For a random question. Oh, it's man. Not, huh? It's not, not on topic at all, but it is related to Boss Rush. I'm going to ask the uh, expert, Luron, what's the difference between a Razorback tank top and a regular tank top? A Razorback tank top and a regular Razorback. tank top? Racerback. Yeah. Oh, they've got the... It's... Wait. I, I, wait, I need, to make sure I'm, I need to make sure I'm saying this right before I just, before I just blurt it out. Because <laughs> I think I know what it is, but I just need to... Okay, I was right. Okay, so... Okay, so... I think I'll just get... <laughs> Uh, All right. So you see the back of my tank top? Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's basically it's basically symmetrical, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So eraser back B, one that cuts in like this. Oh. Yeah. That's you know, weird. No, it yeah, it looks it looks better on it looks better on women than it does on men. All right. That was my yeah. random question. Yeah, it looks better on it looks better on women. Like, like it almost looks it almost looks like the same crosshashes that sports bras have. Oh, that's you know what I mean the the armhole like things. Okay. Uh huh. Like I'm I believe I believe you were wearing a very a variation of that in the one video in the one picture you sent us with uh, with you at, at poll. Okay. I believe you had something like that. And now, and now all the guys in the audience are going to be like, she does pole? And they're going to be <laughs> running straight to your Instagram. <laughs> Still have yet to get a creepy DM. I think I'm like holding a track record for for that. Anyway. What is wrong? Okay, uh, you know, if you weren't actually dating somebody, like Corey and I could probably make a segment called Let's Get Stephanie a, Stephanie a Date. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm afraid of what those results would be. I already, oh, yeah, I just, I already yeah, said wait. one terrible thing on this podcast tonight, Leron. I'm not doing another one. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that, uh, just now, I thought, I thought you were about to tell us you, you, you stopped seeing the one guy that you've been seeing recently. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> She's like, oh, well, kick, actually. She kicked him to the curb. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. I, I, I'm sorry I derailed this conversation. I know. Oh, how, no, how the tank derailed top thing? this whole show. This whole podcast is built on derailing. <laughs> I thought the tank top. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds like this should be a topic for after dark. So don't say it like that. <laughs> we sorry, say what I, we need to say, Lorraine. No, no, no. Why, why are you apologizing, Stephanie? That was derailing. Like, wow. It just, just put a terrible image in my head. That's what I was saying. Like, save for After Dark. Oh, okay. Wow. Somebody stop me from talking. Laurent, shut up. No. Uh, <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> but anyways, back to this. I'm, I'm 
All right, Stephanie, you thought Ocarina of Time made Laurent's eyes roll back. I've been thinking, thinking about doing a full Kingdom Hearts playthrough. Yes! Good luck! Yes! So we might stream it, actually, on off Tuesday oh. nights, like every other Tuesday oh. or something. Oh, well, you know I can't. You know I can't tune in Tuesday nights live. I know. That's why we're doing it then, because we don't want you there. No, I would have. <laughs> I actually would have gladly watched that. Yeah, I, yeah. I know someone's I mean, gonna make a sound bite of that. Me saying that now, but I would have. I would gladly watch. Well, that. I so I don't know dates or times or anything like that, but it's something that we are exploring. We are in the early stages of doing because, like, I wanted to do timelined with Galatrad. But, I mean, with his setup and everything, like, he's kind of out of commission for the moment. So, like, we'll do a different game at this point, in, or a different series. And so, like, Kingdom Hearts seems like something a lot of people would enjoy. Yeah, it's it's very, you know, viable as much as that franchise can irritate me because it's a long-standing franchise. It celebrated, was it 20 or 25? I think it was 20. 20, 20 years. And they're going to come out with Kingdom Hearts 4, which will probably be another 20 years. So by the time we stream all of this, Kingdom Hearts 4 will come out. Yeah. See? There you go. Uh, so I, it's, it's, okay. it's on my list. I would like to play that. I, mi- I miss being excited for those games. Uh, so that's, that's also on the list. But right now, it's like uh, I'm also thinking about getting a backbone for my phone. Because I don't get a lot of TV time, really, with Xbox anymore. And sometimes I like to watch TV while I'm playing games, which is why the Switch is popular in my house right now. And uh, the phone clip I bought for my controller is just not cutting it. It's It kind of sucks, um, to be honest. So, yeah, I want to get a controller for my phone. I just don't know what to get yet. But the backbone comes with... Uh, Game Pass. So. Y'all have a fan out there in the audience. So. Yeah, Quentin Jackson. There he is. Woo. That guy. Our, our our patron, Quentin Jackson. Yeah, our Patreon producer. You're the Quentin best. Jackson. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of all I've been playing. I've been I've been doing a lot. This is I'm I'm like, <laughs> I'm running out of steam. I gotta like. I gotta pick myself back up a little bit. I think this is. I mean, this is. Uh, I feel like I'm getting tired, more tired earlier than I have been, and I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but I refuse to allow myself to think that that's why. You know, so I mean, uh-huh. uh, this is this show is the fourth podcast I've recorded this week. If you don't count Sunday. So I I don't know I gotta I gotta like I need some energy man I need some like I need some what juice. You need is, what you need is a what you need is an additional person to to help out with the editing and I'm not saying it's me because like I I have I have enough of the time doing the one show that I have. Here's the thing I would love an editor, but if we hired an editor and they looked at the amount of stuff that we do, they would shit their pants and quit. You know what you know what you know what? I I feel like I feel like. I feel like we, you know, maybe we should save this for like the planning meeting. But this is what I'll, this is what I'll say, just out loud for the, uh, out loud for the audience. Like, like I also feel like this is something that you know, like an, an additional member from each team can also like, like do. You know what I mean? 
like you know like like you know like Austin or Stoy could you know like you know do some editing you know you know for oh you mean edit your podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit, edit the respective shows. No, no, no. Edit the respective shows. Like, like Pal Block. Like, you're the only one doing it now, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I've been. Well, doing you're, it. you're the only. You're the one who's ever done it. Uh, I mean, Ed was doing it for a while, but. Okay, I mean, you know, like you know, like every now and then, say, hey, like you do this one. I know, but you know, like, or, or or better yet, or better yet, someone says, hey, I'll take care of this one. I'm too picky, and that's my downfall. Gotcha. I'm too selfish. So, you know. It's it also like it's easy for me to do it and have everything look uniform, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, oh, I, I trust me, I understand that cuz I'm I'm kind of a control freak in that area. Yeah. And so like I want to do that. It just, you know, I just I I am like, okay, this is going to be my week off for stuff and then like <laughs> Then, you know, Tuesday night rolls around. I'm like, hey, Leron, are you all right? You need me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, you know, we record an expansion pass after Tower Casuals on Thursday. Or Sunday rolls around and someone's like, hey, you want to be on something? I'm like, sure. <laughs> we, I guess we got to get this done and Sunday's the only day I can do it. So, because, like, we kind of turn Sunday into our overflow day. Uh I don't know. I, I and that's what the planning meetings for is like what's working, what's not. Should we consolidate? Should we change something? Should we everybody just quit? I don't know. Everybody just quit. Please don't, but it's an option. No. <laughs> uh anyways, who's got a topic besides me complaining about how much we do even though it's my fault? I do. Stephanie's like raising her hand like that kid that always like do it. She's like Hermione no, in school crazy. and they won't call on her. It's nothing too crazy, but you know, I said something and I fully expected Corey to make fun of me, which he did. So I'm going to like Uh-oh. ask. No, no, don't don't it's okay. Um how do you guys or you know, it for anyone that likes to preserve their gaming collection, whether it's actual games, consoles, collectibles, how do y'all preserve them? Meaning things are going to collect dust no matter what. And the reason why I brought this topic oh. up is because <laughs> I admitted that I was <laughs> I was going to, I have, I alluded to the fact that I'm an old lady now, right? I, as you can see, <sighs> wrapped my N64 cartridges and my N64 <laughs> in like the cellophane wrap. <laughs> Because I was like, I don't want dust to get in there. And when I told Corey, he started laughing. I'm like, oh, goodness. I am like that old lady who wraps her couch with plastic. But I'm like, I want to preserve it and make sure. Because I, I haven't played it. I'll, you know, so. I mean, to be fair, clearly... I, to be fair, I don't have my consoles on display. But I do have my NES, SNES, and N64 in like giant Ziploc bags in totes how is that any better and you were laughing at me but they're not on display that's the difference yours are behind you and it looks like you're serving a casserole at thanksgiving dinner can you really tell though yours your cartridges look shiny from here and the yeah wii... they look they look they look shiny okay but how about my wii that i'm pointing at no so i can't tell ah not from here somewhere well, 
Well, well as that's the, my as... temporary solution. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna be like uh are you gonna be like uh uh Logan Logan Paul? You, you hear what he did that that pissed off a lot of gamers, and this was a Nintendo thing. No, uh, something I'm sure. He, he found uh he he made a table he made a tabletop made out of uh made out of uh out of uh old school Game Boy Game Boy was it oh Pockets? that was no, cool Game Boy I really liked that that was cool yeah yeah oh man like the internet the the internet the internet the internet while the internet applauded it like a lot of Nintendo fans and the collectors were just were just freaking well, nuts about it the of thing course, is is there was course. there was like a few rare game boys in there like color yeah, wise but, and like the yellow pikachu edition was in there and you know what i mean there's a yeah, lot of but, rare things but, but here's but here's the caveat that whole thing right um logan paul logan paul and like the like the report like the article i read uh said it and then there was a video of when he was making it that backed it up like he was using, he was every single one of those was defective. I mean, that's fine. I mean, who cares? My Game Boy's defective. It's, I so I actually thought about, I would never do this because, especially to my original Game Boy, but I would buy an original Game Boy to do this. Is like, do you know those shadow boxes that people are selling now, where like they'll take apart an old console and space out all of the parts for it yeah. and kind of frame and then, it and, and whatever. Then make it make, yeah make artwork out of it yeah i would totally do that but i'm not doing that to my game boy because my game boy was like the first console handheld thing that i've ever That's owned yeah i mean well i had an atari but that i don't really count that because my dad brought yeah, that i don't, think, and I don't think anybody still has their atari yeah uh so but the game boy is like super special to me and i would never do that to my game boy but i would do that to a game boy just not mine even though my screen is broken and uh, the buttons are sticky and it's kind of dirty and you know sentimental value. Yeah. Well, I like I said, I asked because you know maybe prior to getting all the current gen, I used to fire up my N sixty four quite frequently, um, and so I never felt a need to kind of protect it because it was getting constant use and dust wouldn't accumulate. When I was doing my spring cleaning, I'm like. It horrified me. I'm like, oh my goodness, there's dust getting inside the thing, and my Wii was getting like super dirty and dusty, and I didn't know what to do. And unless I like, go, just start buying glass cases. Like I don't, I don't know what I need to spend my money on. I just have this big blocky shelf. I don't know if I should buy floating shelves. I put my amiibo so far on the top, but that's not really an ideal place. So. I mean, I'm far from being a real collector. Like, I've seen some people who have some very serious collections and take stuff super seriously. Like, they go hunting for vintage stuff and things that are very valuable. Mm-hmm. But I was just curious, like, glass cases, sleeves, shelves, don't care. I Because I don't want to stick to saran wrap. <laughs> I, I kind of fall into the don't care category. Like, um, like... I think right now the oldest the oldest uh, games from a game system I have are PS One, and, and when I say PS One, I don't just mean I still have the discs. Like I still have like I still have a lot of the um, actual like the actual original like the, the original old school jewel cases with the little with the little like you know like the with like the four by four like you know booklet. Um, I still have I still have I still have actually I still have like a small box full of those games that are in and a lot of them are first gen games like Final Fantasy VII first first generation mm-hmm. well first run um stuff like that you know um dude I bought but, um, I bought the black label version of Final Fantasy VII. 
for oh, eight, yeah. for seven ninety nine. At like, was this somewhere. recent or was no this, this back was in the day? this was like back in the day right before the PlayStation okay. Two came out. I bought all the Final Fantasy games because like I had nine. And you found Black Editions? Oh yeah, oh. dude, they were everywhere. Damn, there. I have black. I still have uh uh Black Editions of eight and nine. I got rid of seven because a it was worth a ton of money and b I hate I don't like Final Fantasy seven like at all but mm-hmm. uh so i got rid of it because i made like at the time i made like 70 dollars off of it and it was awesome but now it's worth m- way more than that but uh oh really how much uh, i think a black label final fantasy 7 is worth a lot um and i also had valkyrie profile with the guide that i sold for 140 so, and i found both of those guys, for less than 10 bucks do you guys think that the modern video games we have now, whoops, sorry, my microphone, like Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox games, do you think in like 20, 30 years they're going to accrue value like how the old days are? Or do you think like, thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, are things only valuable from PlayStation 1 NES days because our generation's at that age and because they're cartridges and whatever? I think or do you think? I think we're going to get to the point where like, digital digital sales are going to become so prevalent that they're going to start short printing physical copies and like yeah that's going to drive that's like, going to drive up the value and like within you know a couple a couple years i would say probably within the next decade like physical copies will become like the new collector's edition like if you want this game we'll sell like the the way that limited run does stuff now i think you're going to start seeing that with like triple a games at some point okay uh, I I just you know it kind of sucks and it, it it's crazy because some of the some Switch games are already super valuable and not like really not like limited run games or anything but like Xenoblade Chronicles Torna the Golden Country which was the spinoff kind of expansion that they did for two got a physical copy they sold it for twenty nine ninety nine in stores it's worth close mm-hmm. to a hundred dollars right now. Mm. Wow. And uh, also, like, <laughs> speaking of physical games, that really breaks my heart that are worth money now that I lost half of my GameCube games. <laughs> uh, that's a story I'll tell later, I guess. But, like, I didn't lose them. I left them at, a, at an ex's house when we broke up. And, uh, oh, so uh, wasn't, you know, it was I, kind of a, a legit loss. Well, I had to try to get as much stuff in my car as I could, and then I went back and she wouldn't let me in. And I didn't feel like dealing with it at the time. And so I kind of just left stuff there. And I thought I grabbed all my GameCube games and I didn't. So I'm missing all my GameCube games from A to L. Oh, that's the story. From A to L, which means I'm missing Twilight Princess. I'm missing my... Oh, Wind Waker? No, I I have Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time Master Quest. I'm missing Twilight Princess I'm missing the collector's disc, which had one, two, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask on it. <gasps> I'm missing Fire Oof. Emblem, uh, <coughs> Path of Radiance. I'm missing, I'm missing probably like 15 games. Wow! And all of them are <laughs> cost an arm and a leg to re to rebuy. Bat and Kados one and two. I'm missing. Oof! Uh, Oof, man. You know, it's okay. It's it was it it was. Hmm. Yeah, 
I was just curious because I, I like physical copies for various reasons. And I'm like, I wonder if these will ever be worth anything. Um, but yeah, like my N64 ones, uh, I, uh, when I was, you know, I was a kid when I had them and I didn't understand the value of keeping things in the, their box. So they don't have their boxes anymore. So I just have the cartridge alone. And as you know, the N64 cartridges are very clunky and awkwardly shaped. So I'm like, how do I store this? <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, physical copies are weird because, like, I used also I used to be like a really big physical game collector, like a huge one, and then my apartment burned down and I lost a lot of stuff and it just didn't work or work correctly or the cases kind of melted a little bit and at that point I kind of like I still have that collector mentality so like I have a lot of amiibo and all these things but like every time I pick up a physical game I'm like what if like the thing in my brain is like what if this happens again and like our house like (laughs) like when our house flooded like last year oh yeah like i had that same panic moment again and i'm like i don't want to have to go through this again so i really like cleaned everything up i have the physical games that i want to keep that i know will be worth something to me aside from a few that like i lost over the years or don't just don't have or it costs too much to replace at this time but uh you know it I, it's just one of those things where like i just don't want to deal with that again i just don't okay now lauren you have a couple like monster hunter collectibles right didn't you show us like last week i don't know yeah. if they were amiibo or, or were just amiibos. statues like do you have a couple of the collector type stuff and do you just have them decorated around your desk or do, like I... do you have display place I'm a big fucking kid. Like, like those amiibos, those amiibos come in the house, they get opened up. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I want to say is like intentionally preserved. Uh, like, I, I, I don't believe I do. Like, you know, like if they're not, if they're not still in the original packaging, which is like, I want to say maybe like five percent of the physical things that I make in this house. Uh, like, like they're, it, it, uh, like they're. They're if they're not in the original packaging, like they're just they're just out and about until I lose track of it one day. It is lost. Uh, I, I really wish I really wish I was one of those kids that learned like the 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 not even the necessity, but the idea of value, you know, because uh, if, if it was like I can like shit like I had. um OK, Corey, you Corey, you watch Transformers, right? The old the old school like back back when Hasbro and Marvel still had it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I never watched the original Transformers. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Shit. Then, then this is going to make no impact on you guys. Then, uh, there was a, um, there was a licensing issue that happened with, um, between like Transformers and like, uh, the, the company Tatsunoko, which, you know, a lot of their, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. of their anime, if you, you know, but, um, well that, I mean, uh, this is the story of the toys where like they had like the transformers but they weren't called transformers right and then hasbro kind of took the idea and called them transformers and gave them all backstories and stuff oh no no no, no. that's not it at all actually i'm talking oh, about the, to- wow. the actual toy i line. failed i'll shut I'm up about the actual, i'm talking about the actual toy line okay so um so a lot of people who are listening out there that did watch the old school transformers they know they know what Jetfire looks like uh from uh, from the transformers cartoons but there's another there's another side of the of 
kids and people that grew up in that in that time frame that also know that when the Jetfire actual toy came out, it wasn't it wasn't Jetfire the Transformer that was seen in Transformers G One at all. It was actually a Veritech fighter from the Robotech series. Hmm. Yeah. So uh so yeah, I was one of the kids who, in my opinion, got lucky enough to get the to get the mess up because uh they ran that they ran that toy for two cycles before they finally got whatever licensing and stuff was straight to actually print the actual Jetfire. <laughs> yeah. So like so like it was so like the Jetfire was literally on the market for like for like maybe two seasons at best and then it was then it was gone. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And like, sure, Surefire. Like, if you if you just Google it, just Google uh, Transformers Jetfire, and then Google Transformers uh, Transformers Jetfire. Uh, I think just just Transfire a uh, Transformers Jetfire model, and yeah. you will see the difference. All right. <laughs> and then look up and then look up a Veritech fighter from Robotech, and you'll you'll also see the similarity. Yeah, but um, hmm. I, I really don't do shit for preserving my games. Like you know, I feel like now, like with the games and like the really modern like cases now, like it makes it a lot easier to preserve games now. Mm-hmm. You know, in my opinion, but like it's it's very easy to preserve a game disc now. We're in that. Oh yeah. We're in that day and age. We're in that day and age where honestly, well, number one, like the Blu-ray discs, like you have to you have to do some work to them to damage them. First of all. But we also live in this day and age now where people actually value like a, 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 a compact disc, uh, uh, you know, a, a CD, a DVD, a Blu-ray, you know, like they 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 kind of know, like, hey, like this is something you're not supposed to tear up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of it. I me. do. I do like my I am trying to collect Wii U games, though. In case anybody wants to send them yeah, my way, you have a front. massive stash of Wii U games. I love the Wii U. I will stand by it until. Well, I tell you, I tell you what. There's this, there's this, there's a store out. There's a store out here. Um, I was in there the other day, and it's like a, it's like a collector's heaven, and like, yeah, they have a giant, they have a giant collection of uh, of old school video games. You know, like, I want to say, I want to say the newest. I want to say the, I want to say the most current system they have in there uh would be uh would be the Wii no not the not the Wii U the 3DS. Oh wow okay yeah and then it just goes back from there. Like they won't even take nice. they won't even take like current popular games. I haven't I don't think I've seen an Xbox One game in there or or, or I I think I have seen PS4 but Okay. Okay so yeah but um oh wait if PS4 and Xbox One yeah that that's that 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 about fits but yeah like they there was there was not enough of them for me to say yeah like this is the place you want to go. For, for those games. Okay. Speaking of which, um, I am going to PAX East on Saturday. If there's any particular type of thing you want me to keep an eye out for, let me know. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me because I'll tell you look for I'll I'll tell you look for the Monster Hunter uh, the Monster Hunter tabletop game that that was just that was I want to say they're out of Kickstarter phase now and you can actually find it now. I want to say okay. that. I don't want you looking for that. <laughs> Not well, for me clearly said just said it so i'll keep an eye out for it i was shocked at the amount of like tabletop stuff that is available at pax yeah well i mean it's it's you know i mean every every november they have pax unplugged which is all tabletop games yeah i think well well i think i think i think when pax first started doing his thing it was it was about the tabletop community like it wasn't it wasn't about video games and all of a sudden video games kind of became more of a thing 
I like how it's blended though, because like I, yeah. I checked the schedule, not to turn this into a talk about PAX East, but you know, there's various hours where people play a variety of tabletop games. I forget. I don't know if it's actually going to be a live thing, but apparently there's like a tabletop like alien franchise. There is thing. There is there. Uh, well, Easy. It, it is a book of it is a book of RPG books. Yeah, yeah. So, so think, so think, uh, think the D and D stuff, not the the battle, the Warcraft or Battlecraft stuff, which actually would be cool as shit. For you know, in the here's the thing about it. Here's the thing. In my opinion, you know, if they do this stuff limited run, that all that becomes collector's items because you have those figurines. You know, like you have like realistic figurines too, because most times now, like, like a legit artist is doing like the like like the figurines or like the the the. The whatever you use, like the memorabilia for it and stuff like that. So I think it would actually be like, a, like I think that would be like a really good collector's thing to do. So yeah, like if you see if you see one, I want two of them because one of them's never coming out the packaging. All right, that's good to know. And and just side tangent on that, like I would value those much more than um, a lot of the limited edition stuff that the actual publisher wants to put out. I forgot what podcast I heard it on in our network, but like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Calabunga, Cowabunga collection, like limited edition or special mm-hmm. edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool, bit pricey, um, but I know that along with like other collector's editions, like I've bought like Zelda collector's editions. They, I feel like the quality is not there as much. Like when they say art book, it's usually like this size mm-hmm. art book. Right, yeah. This, this Turtles collector's edition kind of sucks. And I, I, and, and you're bilking people of $127 for it. It's $150. Wait, wait, what's the $127 one? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I like you... their cloth poster, though. I think that's cool. I, but... I like, I love the Ninja Turtles. And if this was a cool collector's edition, I would have bought it. But the, everything in here kind of doesn't do it for me. Uh-huh. Like enamel pins and stuff. Like I don't know. I just feel like these collector's editions aren't so cool anymore. I would, I pr- even prefer back in the day when when you bought a game, it either came with the regular game or even just the pl- physical player's guide. Sorry, to reference Ocarina of Time again, but like the <laughs> player's manual, like that is cooler and better quality than like spending over a hundred dollars and getting tiny cheap tchotchkes. And again, it's a small art book that really gets me. I got the guardians of the galaxy collectors, whatever. I'm like, Oh, sweet art book. And again, this big. <laughs> yeah. So side rant. It's okay. It's okay. I like the thing is, is like the the things like the collectibles that people put out after the game comes out are much nicer than the stuff that comes in the collector's editions now, right? Like uh, when Halo Infinite was supposed to come out, like they put out this really nice Master Chief statue, right? And it was it's way nicer than anything they've ever put in the, any of their collector's editions, or like the statues that Destiny is putting out through Numskull are like. Way cooler than anything, well, <clears throat> most of the collector's editions that they put out, right? And and it's, <sighs> collector's editions are just, I don't know. I feel like they put them out because they have to make their money up somewhere and collectibles are cheap to make. And so you can sell a $120 version <laughs> of a game for like, you know, $70. Oh yeah, it gets you the game, but we make like 
you know, if you buy the $120 edition, that's 50, that's 50 extra dollars you're getting from the consumer, but it means like, oh, we're making 45 extra dollars because these collectibles cost us $5 to print and make and whatever. See, that's why I also feel like gaming video, video game publishers should not fucking complain one fucking bit if they release a game that has deluxe a collector's a, a bootleg a gas a, 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 you know a gas station whatever edition re, uh, you know uh of the game right because like let's, let's think about this okay horizon forbidden west what had five editions that's a lot uh, that that that's in, that's if you that's if you include even because like there was a there was a a digital standard version and there was a digital deluxe version and some of that stuff wasn't even wasn't even matched up properly you know well I'm not when I say matched up I want to say like I want to say like people didn't get a people got like one less thing on on other side I got I got to look it up for because uh, I remember we mentioned it somewhere on Crossroads but basically like they weren't all they weren't all completely the same you know um, but. No, I don't ever want to hear a company say, "Oh, well, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't make as many numbers as we would like." You know, if they release, if they have a game that releases with four other editions right alongside of it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you can't, you can't give this astronomical number thinking like all this stuff is going to sell like that because, like, because like some people, some people literally will have to make a decision like what version of the game they're going to buy. Are they going to, are they going to buy the the big version of the game? Are they going to buy the standard version of the game? Or are they going to let it, are they going to let it rock until it drops down to $20, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I seem to be, I seem to be going on a bit of a tangent with all these topics. Well, everything we talked about tonight. Well, I kind of been going this way and that way and the other way. So it's kind of like several mini topics. Yeah, but um, but yeah, uh, Corey, did, did you have anything else to say about preserving yeah. games? Like you had some, you, pre- oh. you had some pretty, you had some pretty nifty stuff going there. Oh yeah, I mean, not not really. I I kind of like, I've kind of been on the mindset of like, if I like a game, I'm gonna get a collectible from that game instead of the game itself. Because like the more and more I like, I had this, <laughs> I had this weird epiphany the other day where like. You know, I I was looking at my Nintendo 64 and stuff, like, all my older games, right? And I'm, like, I'm looking at them, and I'm, like, there's so many ways to play these games now. You know, like, why do I have these physical copies aside from the fact that they mean something to my childhood, right? And, like, Mario 64, I have, I literally have two ways to play that on my Switch right now, you know? And, uh... It, it, and I and I understand like okay I'm not gonna get rid of this stuff because I enjoyed this stuff when I was younger but uh you know there's just better or more efficient ways to play these games now and with NSO and Nintendo really pushing the digital stuff and the pain in the ass seriously on the switch that it is to open the the cartridge door to put a physical game is it's just it's just a it pain, is, it's actually. a pain in the ass to the point where i'm like this is not worth it and like the way my entertainment center is set up i have to i have to tip the dock over take my switch out flip open the thing put the cartridge in like shove oh, it back ooh. in and it's just like it's like man i could just like leave my switch in the dock you know, download this game and not ever have to worry about that crap ever again, right? And that's probably why I have three switches. You know, it's, it's like, man. Uh, so I don't know. I I always go back and forth on this. I'm like, I'm going all digital, and then I'm like, but 
the cases and I like to open them <laughs> and I like to like kind of mm-hmm. play with them and you're the one you're the one that actually encouraged me to buy to buy more digital. I know. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like it's like plus like okay. So I actually had a I when the switch came out, I actually said to myself, I'm gonna go back all physical with it with with Nintendo. Because, like, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, I'm going to go all digital. But with Nintendo, I'm going to stay physical. Because I had a ton of Wii U games. I <clears throat> And so I was like, okay, the Switch, the cases are smaller. Whatever, right? Interesting. Well, when my daughter was born, the first thing I thought it was, like, she's going to put one of these cartridges in her mouth, and she's going to swallow it, and she's going to choke. And yep. so I probably traded in, like, 30 or 40 Switch games. I had that many <laughs> Like when Ed and I were doing power block and like really ramping up that stuff. And uh, it was fun to like every week I would open a new game on the show or like, you know, talk about a new game on the show and show off the cover or whatever. And it was like really fun to do. But then I got scared because like I don't want my kids messing with my stuff, first of all. But also like I was afraid they were going to like choke on these cartridges because my kids are going to be the one kids or the two kids that like lick the cartridge and thinks it tastes good and they're going to swallow it and choke and die and it's going to be my fault because I'm obsessed with video games. And so I traded them all in except for Zelda and Captain Toad and a couple others because Captain Toad came out on my daughter's birthday like the day she was born Captain Toad came out and I made my parents go get Captain Toad at GameStop because I had it reserved. Wow! Wow! uh, So I kept that because that means something. Uh... But also, I really regret that decision on most of those games. So it's trying to get some of the things that I enjoy back. But, like, not I don't know. It's I go back and forth, and I do this all the time, and I'm fighting myself. And I'm like, what is, what is wrong with me? <laughs> you know, like, digital is super convenient. But, like, there's just something, especially, like, Nintendo games, there's something special about, a physical copy for some reason for some reason there's something special about a physical copy you know and so mm-hmm. here i am fighting mm-hmm. with myself so get it so that was my topic slash topics anyone else got something Laurent uh, has one i feel it i do i do all right all right, so um, in the in, in the term, in, in for the sake of being relative, uh, when we talk about when we talk about old school or vintage games, how far back are we talking? Well, it's retro. Don't, or, don't give me the don't give me the techno. The retro is classified definition. as ten years. Oh, that's all. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's all it takes. So, like, your Wii games are classic games now, technically. That's oh wait wait weird. Wait, wait, he said classic. What? How many levels are there? I, I don't know. Isn't retro and classic the same thing? Retro and classic. Let's find I out. I don't know. I thought they were the same. Am I missing something? Did I miss something? What's fine? I Let's see. Miss something. Let's see the definition of retro. Uh. The dictionary uh, defines retro as <laughs> uh, the, a noun, uh, clo- a closer music whose style or design is imita- 
imitative of those of the recent past. And the adjective version of that is imitative of a style, fashion, or design from the recent past. And then we have classic, which classic is defined as uh, noun, a work of art recognized and established... uh, a work of art of recognized and established uh, value. Uh, there's also a second definition: a school object that that moves the study of ancient Greek. No, we don't. We're not going to worry about that. Huh? The adjective. The adjective uh, for classic is judged over a period of time to be one of the highest quality, uh, an outstanding of its kind, so, uh, similar to, to a classic novel. Yeah. Hmm. So neither of these are actually making any type of sense. No. I was sitting here thinking that I was gonna that I was gonna see like almost a, a synonym type reaction between uh, classic and uh, retro. I thought I was. Hmm. Interesting. I want. I just wanted to expand my vocabulary better, and like I think this way did it, and the way that I thought in my head would have done it too, if it made sense. Hmm. You tried. It's the effort. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, but uh, you said, but you said Wii U games or Wii games. Because I know I, I... anything that came out before twenty or twenty twelve is considered a classic. Game. Well, you're 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 more you're more of a master at this than I am. What what did what what was the most recent one? We I mean we I think was the cons this console. So we three sixty PS three was the generation. Wow. In three DS. 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 Well, 3DS? I guess three DS came out in twenty twelve. Uh huh. Uh, Vita's also in there. Yeah, yeah. So that's your cl- that's your classic games right now. Okay. Oh man. Damn. Damn. <laughs> NES is considered vintage. <laughs> oh yeah. If you're going by car well, knowledge, well, well, thirty well, years is vintage. What's the, I think. What's the Atari twenty six hundred <laughs> and the Intellivision <laughs> coming in at? Uh, Death Watch. I don't know. <laughs> Death Watch. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, can you believe that? Like, people think of like NES and the arcades and Atari twenty six hundred now the way that when we were growing up in the eighties and nineties, our parents were playing with jacks and like hopscotch and hula hoops and stuff. <laughs> oh my god, the the disrespect that came out of his voice with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, it's gross. Oh man. I, I don't know. it. I feel I've reached a point in my life where, like, t- like the past has kind of frozen. Like, I think the 90s, I wouldn't say is recent, but, like, I don't know. I'm, 90s is fresh in my head. 1992, so when, when think... it was 30 years ago, Stephanie. Okay, <laughs> <Gross>. well. <laughs> Sorry. Or early 2000s, whatever. Hey, we might we, we might all be coming our parents. You know how like our parents go out the way they tell us something we're enjoying, like is because of the previous generation or whatnot. We're 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 getting to that level. We're, I know for sure we're getting to that level for our games because like I I guarantee you there's gonna be houses there by default, like Nintendo houses, like Xbox houses, you know, PlayStation houses, because because right now they're parents, they're parents that are being made. And when I say made, like they're they're now having kids, mm-hmm. you know, um, and some of them, their first system was an Xbox or a PS2. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so like we're going to have generations of homes. That are like, Oh, we're a PlayStation house. Oh, we're a Microsoft house. <laughs> 
Yeah, and like I, I'm not sure if this is where you're going with this, and I'm sorry if it's not. It, I actually oh. had this thought um, when I was younger, because again, it's all about the generations that come and go, right? Yeah. And uh, my mom was suggesting going to healthcare because the baby boomers are aging, and there's going to be a big call or a big need or big business in healthcare. Uh, also, I don't know about in your areas, but all new construction is for active living adults, meaning 55 or 65, 65 plus communities. They're really? everywhere. There's this big business for certain things to attend to this great aging boomer population. Uh-huh. And I feel like this next big trend is geared towards the Gen X and older millennials. Like the one of the new major radio stations now plays 80s and 90s rock and alternative and like old school r Just to... Just to appease like a certain crowd, right? And I feel like, do, don't you think that's kind of like what's happening in the video game industry? Like I've never oh. seen so many remakes and remasters before. I feel like they're like Actually, this generation is getting old now. I have a theory for that. Okay. Because yes, like uh, I, remakes have spoiled us all as gamers. They remakes and remasters have spoiled us all as gamers because like especially gamers of a certain age or a certain or a certain time frame, because like we live to like replay like I. I would love for a remaster of Chrono Trigger to happen. Like I like no, not a remaster, a remake. You know, because I feel like I feel like the the uh, the Chrono Trigger that came out during oh, during the PS One days was kind of like a remaster, but you know, still. But you mean the second one that lo- took like four hours to load every time you played a cutscene. The PS One. I don't version. remember that. I don't remember that. I, I played Chrono Trigger quite a few times across all the consoles it was it was available on, like the all the consoles because I uh, you know so like I got the I got the Super NES one. Um, uh, I wound up with the PS one later. Uh, the DS one came out, you know, at some point, you know. Yeah, the uh, DS so one you, I hear is the best version of that game. That's what I've heard. It probably it probably is, but um, but I have a I have a local I had I, I have a local like a, a local version of it from from PS3 from the from the PSP store. Um, so yeah, like the load times didn't really bother me uh, back then. Um, but anyway, um, we uh, oh what what I was saying and it kind of rounds out like which what you were explaining just now, Stephanie, is um is that. Is that a lot of us, you know, like we just we just miss our gaming, and sometimes and sometimes it's easier to pick up a, pick up that game again. And so, like, companies have made it convenient by saying we're going to remake it or remaster it. You know, like it, they know it's going to sell money. But on the dark side of that coin, the dark side of it, I feel like a lot of these companies are doing that because, like, right now their talent isn't able to put out something new and refreshing fast enough for them. Well, I think I think remates and remasters are a cheap way to fill time in between major yes. releases, right? I mean, yes, even though I appreciate the fuck out of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah, well, we all do. It's it's a masterful uh, edition of that game. But uh, to be fair, they put a lot of work into Mass Effect One. Yeah, for real, yeah, yeah, they did. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're going to fall back into this thing where we're going to start seeing smaller games come out again uh, because they're cheaper. Uh, and they're still going to charge $70 for them, but they're going to be yeah. cheaper. You're going to get your 10 to 15 hour Uncharted experience, which I would much rather play. If they could pump out a new Uncharted game every two years, right, on like a Lost Legacy scale, I would buy it every two years, guaranteed. 
That's like the one. That's like seriously the one franchise I miss about PlayStation is Uncharted. And like, it hasn't been gone that long. Like, the PS5 I know, but I don't have a PlayStation. Barely been, a year old. And I've been really itching to replay them because I've been listening to Game Informer just did their uh, video gameology podcast on all the Uncharted games, and uh, the retro podcast I listen to called Knockback is going through the Uncharted games right now, uh-huh. and it's just like I I've been itching to play them and like. I, as much as I love Tomb Raider, right, and gameplay-wise, I think they're better, right? It's They're just, like, they're similar, but they're different, you know? And I, I like the Indiana Jones aspect of Uncharted, and I've been... I've just really been itching to play them, and I have no way to play them, and it makes me sad. I keep telling you, man, if you if you want to take my, my PS4 off my hands, it's yours. Just make sure I, Just make sure I get it back when you get your PS5. Oh, that'll be like five years from now. It would be that long if you're not trying. I I'm not trying. That's the thing. I'm just I'm just not trying for one. Uh, because like I just I to me like it's not worth buying a console right now for, you know, a handful of games. You know, I mean honestly the honestly the only reason why I bought an Xbox Series X minus the fact that I was hosting Arsenal X at the time, but like. Really, the only reason why I bought one, because, like, yeah, it's nice to have all those, like, quality of life improvements and stuff, like, frame rate and, you know, runs better, plays all your old games. But, like, I bought, (laughs) I was going to buy one of these consoles to play Destiny, right? A better version of Mm -hmm. Destiny. And so, Xbox was, is where all my friends were playing and crossplay wasn't a thing at the time. And so Xbox, it was. Uh, plus, like the incentive of Game Pass was super appealing, uh, which I had already been a subscriber for a while. But like playing your old games in a more kind of put together way is it is was an easy sell. You know, uh-huh. it's not it's not like I was dying to play Halo, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, Halo's good. I like Halo, but like. Halo, Halo wasn't a selling point for me for Xbox, to be honest with you. It's like I see, like I don't know, I don't know where everybody came up with this thing that I'm like this big Halo guy. I'm not really, but like I like Halo a lot. It's fun, but I'm not like a super fan or anything. Uh huh. But like Halo Infinite, I didn't, I didn't really assume. I didn't really assume you were a uh, you were a super Halo fan. I, I didn't really assume that. I but I but I do see where like it could be construed that you are one. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense because, like, I'm a big fan of Destiny, and, like, that was, like, the evo- natural evolution of Halo, I guess, was Bungie moved on. But I I bought it because I the promise of, you know, playing your older games better, Game Pass. Like, there's a lot of features that the PlayStation just still doesn't have. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just not, like... There's not enough incentive for me to buy a PlayStation right now, you know. Mm. Horizon looks awesome. Uncharted is awesome, but Ratchet and Clank. See, I never got into Ratchet and Clank. I've never. Oh, really? I played like yeah. part of the remake that came out in 2016 or 15 or whatever, and I was like, "This is fine. I don't. I, I don't." You know what? 
get it. I love I love hearing what you're talking about right now, but I guarantee you I know something's going to make you like try and find a PS5 in a hurry. What? It's also a contender on my list for this year's uh, Metacritic scores. What? Oh. God of War Ragnarok. See, I don't think God of I didn't care. I like I liked God of War, but I'm not. I didn't love God of War. I think it's a great game, but like I have a lot of issues with that game. I think the map I, system sucks. I hate the uh, the armor upgrade system. The menu system is terrible. And I didn't think the game okay, got okay. good until you got the chains. Okay, I'm okay. I'm wrong. My, my bad. My bad. Like I, I know, I know. At some point, you were a God of War fan. That's why. I, that's why I, I was trying that game out there. The first three games and the PSP games are awesome. The PSP ones were were, were pretty fucking awesome. I'm a huge fan of the franchise overall. I just I think God of War 2016, although a great game, a little overrated. Uh-huh. I think Uncharted is better. I think Horizon is better. I think, from all accounts, Ghost of Tsushima is a great game. From what I've seen, it looks better. I want. I really wanted to love God of War, and I was actually like the first half of the game was kind of disappointed, which is probably I partially I why it. I put it down for a while. So, and then I played the second half of the game when my daughter was born and I got the chains and then it became God of war. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is cool. This is awesome. But I get you. I feel like the internet hates me now. It's fine. No, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. It is what all right. Well, all right. Well, then you know. Uh, I thought the game that I put out there was going to be the one that made you like prioritize getting a PlayStation, but you know, it, you know, um... it got too serious. Like, also, like that story is way too serious. Like the opening scene, like where he's like spoilers for god of war where he's like burning his wife's body is like super sad and really like it did the same thing that last of us did for me for a minute it was like i just want to put this down i don't gotcha this is not this this is not why i play games to see this sadness you know yeah uh although last of us continues that and god of war just is god of war but you know Oh yeah, Last of Us is just depressing from beginning yeah, to end. Yeah, I don't need yes. that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. Sorry. I like those kind of games, but I do have to be in a particular mood for it. Like, I don't think I could play it right now. <laughs> it's too heavy for me. Yeah. I feel like I brought the mood of the show down. I quit. Nah. Womp. Stephanie, you're the new host. I'm leaving. No, no, no. Can't fill those shoes. They're they're smaller than you think. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. What, so what was the topic again? Well, I was I was kind of I was kind of on the I was kind of we were kind of talking about retro games. Oh, uh, right. Like I was uh, I was asking I was asking uh, how old does the game have to be considered vintage? And and you said you said well, it was it's a classic if it's old if it's ten years older than right now. Yeah, yeah. at first I kind of was like, whoa, that's crazy as soon as he said the Wii. But, I mean, when you think about 10 years, 10 years is what is classified as a decade. Uh-huh. I mean, we think about 
how we describe our years like via decades like this is such a 90s thing an 80s thing oh my yeah. goodness this is from the 70s 70s music so like when we talk about cinema and other forms of media we do kind of classify things by the decade so i guess that would make sense when apply when applicable to video games but since i don't think that way initially i had to take pause at first yeah um I have like an I have like a an, an add on to this question. Okay. What is your favorite retro game or franchise? And let's try not to make it too wordy, but you know, like definitely. Yeah, you know, what? as a matter of fact, do it like how I do the how how I do the the what are we playing for the weekend? So just, just give a brief like rundown, like why why it's your favorite. Like personal favorite retro, or do we just think is one of the best? Retro. Yeah, personal favorite. Personal favorite. I, I love hearing. I love hearing like actual, you know, like the real stuff. You know, the real uh, stuff. He says. Yeah, like the stuff that the stuff that means something to you. You know, not you know, not the, it's the just another soundbite for the uh, for the for the echo chamber. Well, you know, it. This will kind of reveal our gaming history, right? It's interesting to learn people's first ever consoles and stuff. Because I wish I could say an iconic retro game for me would be an NES or SNES games because uh, game games because I consider NES and SNES retro, and I'm still having a hard time believing N64 is retro because <laughs> I started with N64. So I'd say my personal best retro game. Um, well, I also had a Game Boy, but I didn't have a lot of games for that. Would be something like Wave Race 64, Super Mario 64, and Ocarina of Time. Like, those are my, like, trifecta, like, retro, yeah. favorite retro games. Okay. Uh, I mean, I had a lot of fond memories with Ninja Turtles. Uh, Turtles in Time, Hyperstone Heist, the NES uh-huh. games, which are not great, but still. Uh, a lot of fond memories with that. Uh, actually, have I've been having a weird Sega kind of nostalgia recently because a I got the Genesis controllers for my Switch for the NES Online, uh, but also they released that Sega Origin or Sonic Origins trailer today, which uh. are, which are like fully remastered versions of the first four games, and it's like. I, I don't know. I've just been, I don't know. I feel like I'm at that point where people are like, start having midlife crises and stuff. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I've really been uh, wanting to relive those days of just sitting down and playing Sonic or Ninja Turtles for like hours on end and not looking back uh, which I'm gonna get two collections this year, so I'm I'm good. Games I never thought I was gonna get to play again. Those Ninja Turtles games, and they're all coming out. So shit, I, f- I feel like I'm I feel like this summer for me, there's three games that I didn't think I was ever gonna get to play again: the uh, Front Missions and uh, Advance Wars. Yep, those are well Advance- technically that'd be four games. That'd be four games. <laughs> well, Advance Wars is rumored to be coming out in June now, so. <sighs> But also, they, they already have they two fig- games in June. So, well, I guess I guess they fig- I guess they figured that you know, like the, the 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 current event of the world, you know, is actually going to draw out a lot longer than they thought it would. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying like 
either of those decisions was a bad decision, but like I know for sure one decision pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. It's uh Zelda or Xenoblade got moved up, so like the second half of the year for Nintendo is really blank aside from Pokemon. Uh I mean, mm-hmm. you think mm-hmm. of, you think of the back half of the year, like you got Mario Rabbids, you got Splatoon oh. three, you got Advance Wars, you got Bayonetta three theoretically, you got Pokemon. You know, there's still a lot for Nintendo to put out front mission, yeah. front mission games. Uh, I think they're both supposed to be out in the summer. Like one comes out uh-huh. first, and then the other one follows like a month, a month yeah. or two later. Sega or Sonic Frontiers is the the Switch version is the lead version. Uh, there's something else. Oh, the rumor of a new Fire Emblem taking the spot of Zelda this year, which is something I'm really looking forward to, especially if it's the pirate-themed one that was rumored like three years ago. Uh, so I'm... The second half of this year, plus Hogwarts Legacy, which I will be yeah. getting at some point. Oh, uh, God, I keep forgetting about that. Gosh, I officially pre-ordered it. I did, too. I'm so excited. What system? Uh, well, I'm biting the bullet and playing it on Switch first, and then I will probably get it on Xbox, to be honest with you. Uh, okay. I will pre, uh, pre-order mine for PS5. Yeah. That seems to be the way that most people go. If it's not on Game Pass, they're playing it on, play- on PlayStation. I honestly just asked the dude, I'm like, this is the first time I've been able to ever been able to say this, but I can buy it on all three platforms. Which one do you think will be the best? The guy's like, PS5. I'm like, okay. Uh... Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say something, but now I forget. Sorry. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Hogwarts Legacy is gonna be. I it's seriously still my most anticipated game of the year, unless they announce Fire Emblem. Uh-huh. Uh Even then, it's gonna be a close. Uh, plus, Xenoblade moved up to July. I'm like thrilled. Although it's, I was like, I wanted to play one and two before three came out, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> in what two months? I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So. Um, as far as as far as I go, I want to say, shoot. I feel like my favorite. My I feel like my favorite, like old school, like franchise, like fondest memories, uh, earliest gaming memories, uh, like would be Metroid. Metroid, you know, like the very uh, first one. Yeah, the very the very first one. Yeah, like I mean, but you know, like I definitely, I definitely feel like I definitely do appreciate uh I appreciate Met- uh, uh, Super Metroid more than, <laughs> than the old school Metroid. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like uh, it was just something about it. I, I, I definitely don't think you're ever on a show with me when I described it like this. But but back in those days, like. NES games made kids use their fucking imagination, and no yep. game did it more than than Metroid. <laughs> the only thing Metroid had was Metroid had like a very flat screen, like everything behind you was just pitch black, like there was like there was no background, you know. Okay. <laughs> you know if that makes sense. There was nothing in the background, you know. Um, but um, but man, like that game made kids use their imagination and stuff like that, you know. And, and the cool thing about it was, like, it had some of the coolest music for 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 an NES title for an NES title of that time, because like, you know, like a lot of a lot of a lot of gaming music back back in the NES days, like in the early NES days, it all sounded just like some some rinky dink like chip tunes music, you know, stuff like that, you know. And I remember the first 
And, you know, outside of Super, the Super Mario Brothers theme, which, you know, now I'm like, why aren't we, why haven't we been driven insane by that music? You know? Because, like, I feel like that's, a, I feel like the, Mar- the Super Mario song, like, I feel like that when Super Mario Brothers was a thing, like the first one, I feel like, I feel like there's at least a thousand hours of the Mario theme just, just, just burnt to, into our, all of our brains. At least a thousand minutes. <laughs> Yeah. 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 But um but Metroid had Metroid had like at for me like one of the most rocking soundtracks ever. Like when 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 it came out at that point, you know, like uh like I said, like a lot of a lot of other games had the same music, you know, for stage after stage after stage, you know, like eight worlds eight worlds, eight stages long, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, um, you know, shoot, because I can't um Contra had Contra had uh different music for each stage, uh which was cool. Um let's see. Of course Mega Man had a song for every stage, <laughs> which is which is insane now as you think about it. Like in this day and age, like there's been yeah. there's been there's been eleven mainstream Mega Man games. There's been like there's been like nine X Mega Man X games, a whole bunch of the Game Boy events and you know, all those games and stuff like that. And man, just think like every stage had to have a new song. Every stage. It's true. It's true. It wasn't like there was this generic like Mega Man oh. music for <laughs> until you got to the bosses, you know, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, like um, but yeah, like Metroid was one of the first games that I, I as far as I, as far as back I can remember that you know like um, um, it had it had some really good music. It did, you know. And I know people are gonna people are gonna mess with me in a minute. You're gonna be like Mario did not just have like one song. Yeah, it had it had four songs. <laughs> it had one for the above ground stages, one had one for the underground stages, one for the water world, and one for Bowser's Castle. Mm. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah, was that one for Bowser's Castle really a song? It was just like <laughs> it was like the same. It was like the same like eight chords. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> Like, like Miyamoto had no imagination for that stage, but uh, like, to be fair, that was Koji Kondo, not Miyamoto. Oh, was it? Okay, but... okay. But I, but I, but I know this. Like, they definitely, they definitely made up for it in like future Mario games. I, they, they more than made up for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mario, that game. Yeah, yeah. Good old, good old, good old NES days. Yep, Metroid gets it. Well, it was a good show, guys. Well, good well, job, yes, it was. We did. Yes, it, it was. We did all yeah. the things. We did them well. Mm-hmm. But I think it is time to say goodbye. Aww. the time is come yep. to say goodbye. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for watching and/or listening to this episode of the Boss Rush Podcast. You can catch us live on Twitch every Wednesday night, or on your podcast service every Friday. Remember, if you're a patron for just one dollar, you can get the show a week early. Or if you're a five dollar patron, you get your name shouted out on the show as a Patreon producer. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five star rating and review. It really helps us out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Laron, Stephanie, thank you for your time tonight. Of course. Thank where, you for your time. Where can we find you, Laron? 
Uh, you can find me on social media at Exodus803. Uh, also, my Twitch and YouTube channels, also by that same moniker. And you can find me on Steam, PlayStation Network, and possibly a couple other domains under Exodus803, too. So don't forget that. Uh, also, uh, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard well, Actually, no, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv slash Exodus803 for the Crossroads podcast. Uh, the show that's partnered with Boss Rush Network uh, that talk about playstation pc and xbox uh and then don't forget i am the lead host for boss rush after dark nice which you can find on our patreon you can stephanie where can we find you me you can find me on twitter and instagram at klimov underscore author um occasional articles on bossrush.net hoping to write more soon once i'm done with my book uh also you'll find me on the disney episodes of standard definition and after dark as well nice you can find me at i am hd on twitter and instagram you can also find me on nintendo pal block on standard definition on after dark and a plethora of other things here on the boss rush network i want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this here episode and we will see you next time goodbye everybody we love Have you good night bye